into the Jazz Notes podcast. Ben Anderson, Chandler Holt, KSL Sports, giving you a breakdown on the Utah Jazz. We are less than a month away from the NBA preseason beginning. We record this every Tuesday, so we appreciate you tuning in this, uh, tuning in and finding this wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, fun show today, fun podcast we've got coming up. We'll talk a little bit about FIBA. It wrapped up over the weekend. Uh, disappointment for the Americans, actually the Canadians as well. Even though they did medal, I think they had higher hopes as well as they had played. We'll talk about some of the rule changes uh, being proposed in the NBA that will be voted on on Wednesday. At least that's the idea of when these are going to be voted on. The future of Team USA looks at uh, some of our Jazz 50 players, and then we will answer your questions in the mailbag. As always, find me on social media at Ben's Hoops. You can uh, find Chandler at Chandler Holt KSL. You can send your Jazz questions throughout the week or uh, respond to my prompt that I send out every day that we record this. Appreciate you tuning in. All right, let's get to uh, FIBA really quick. Team USA fails to medal. They fall to Canada in overtime. Steve Kerr rests what I guess you would consider some of your better players, Jaron Jackson Jr. specifically, Brandon Ingram, who was maybe the most disappointing player in the tournament. He was terrible to the point where he truly was not playing at the end of the tournament. Uh, Chandler, then we uh, did not see Cam Johnson playing a whole lot. He was struggling to shoot the ball. But Walker Kessler did get to play in the final game against Kelly Olynyk and the Canadians. Six points, seven rebounds, one block. They fall to Canada, as I mentioned. Kelly Olynyk played okay. Uh, nine points, three rebounds, four assists in the semifinals, lost to Serbia, 11-2-2 two two in the third-place game, and does get Canada that medal, and they have uh, qualified for the Olympics. Yes, and then also Simone Fontecchio in their last game against Luka Doncic in Slovenia. He put up 16 points. Um, and I just wanted to point out that the FIBA competition was really good. I mean, Luka in that game, he put up 27 points, 10 rebounds, but he also had nine turnovers. Yeah. So it's good defense being played over there. Shout out to Germany pulling out the win and kind of surprising that Team USA doesn't even medal. Uh, Fontecchio did make uh, the all-FIBA World Cup second team. No other Jazz players qualified. I think both Jordan Clarkson and Lowry Markinen had an argument to be on those teams. Jordan Clarkson was the number 2 leading scorer, though the uh, Philippines did not win a whole lot. Same with Finland. Markinen was the third leading scorer. Both of them only trailed Luka Doncic. So, uh, good outings. And you know what? Nobody got hurt. I think that's the biggest takeaway for the Utah Jazz. That's what the front office will be celebrating. I said before this whole thing started, I thought Simone Fontecchio had maybe the most important run. And he played well, again, making the FIBA second team. We will see if he can translate that into the preseason and earn himself a job in the rotation. I think uh, that's one of the few spots that is still being battled for for this team before the season begins. But disappointing overall for Team USA. I stand by the idea that Steve Kerr misused the roster. Uh, He was too insistent on playing small ball, not playing some of his bigger players, and not even knowing what he had. Not even have the opportunity to throw a wrench into some lineups where when you were getting badly out-rebounded, you tried Jaron Jackson Jr. and Walker Kessler together. He just simply never did that. They never played big. And I understand they wanted to switch everything. That was the style of play. And you've got all these great three-point shooters, and they're coming off pin downs. Switching makes sense in that area. But if you play well enough, you force them to adjust. And that was something the the Team USA never really figured out how to do. They never really felt like they made teams adjust to them. Exactly. And looking at the Team USA roster, first of all, it seemed almost immediately after Team USA lost to Canada and didn't medal, LeBron, KD, Steph Curry, Tatum, Anthony Davis, and a few others come out and say, hey, we're going to be playing in the Olympics next year. Yep. And I think that that's big. You know, it's uh, Team USA is going with their classic, we're going to out-talent you yep. in the in the Olympics. Um, but talking about Walker Kessler, specifically and FIBA and going forward uh, representing the USA, 
a lot of the best centers in the NBA are not from the USA. You have Jokic, who's from Serbia, yep. and Bede, who is from the Cameroon. He could end up uh, representing USA or France. But then you have Adebayo, who is USA, Gobert in France, and then you have Porzingis and Aiton and others who will not be representing the U.S. I think that putting Walker Kessler after his rookie season on this team was a move to potentially get him to a spot where he can be the center for Team USA. I mean, he was one of the best defensive bigs in the NBA in his rookie year, and he's only going to get better. So I'm looking forward to see what Walker Kessler can do with Team USA. I don't know if he'll be on the Olympic team next year, but I'm sure he will be in one of the upcoming runs. Uh, Yeah, I think he's always going to be kind of on that select team. I think he's always going to be on that number two team, maybe... Maybe in eight, or I guess it would be five years now. You know, maybe he's on that that American team, but I would suspect guys like Chet Holmgren, some of these other young centers that are coming up through the system, will probably outplay him just because of their style of play and the and what they can do offensively, which I'm not sure is ever going to be a major strength for Walker Kessler. Uh, it will be interesting to see what Embiid does. Uh, there are rumors that he would be on this Team USA team. He may want to play in France because the Olympic Games are in Paris, uh, so he could play on that, or he may want to. You know, play for his his native Cameroon. Even though I don't think Cameroon has qualified mm-hmm. for the Olympics, so this his only opportunity would be USA and France. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jokic is going to be out there. Porzingis is going to be out there. Aiton's probably not going to play. He's not good enough, I don't think, to be on the team. In all honesty, so it's going to be a tight group. No, Walker Kessler will not be on the team. I don't know if Finland qualified for the Olympics. I, I'd have to go back and see. And I don't think some of the tournaments are done yet. I don't think it's all fully decided. Uh, so we'll have to see who makes it. Of course, France does make it as the host country, Team USA, Canada. We know some of the teams that are going to be there. But good for the Canadians. They medaled. They hadn't medaled ever at FIBA World Cup. Uh, they hadn't gotten a medal in any international competition since like the early 90s. So good for Team Canada. They're deep, and they didn't even have Jamal Murray. So they're going to get even better and have more young players coming up through that group. We'll see if Australia bounces back. Germany was dominant. They were the only undefeated team in this group. Won the championship. Dennis Schroeder wins MVP. And probably deservedly so. You know, he wasn't the best player, but he was the best player on the best team. Yes. And that's the argument for him to win. And good for him. We'll see what he can do in uh, in Toronto this year after leaving the Los Angeles Lakers. But I didn't see enough from Walker Kessler, but I blame Steve Kerr. I don't blame Walker Kessler for that. And nobody got hurt. It's a victory. Yes. It's what you wanted. And uh, with the three weeks now, a month before the season starts, you can let a lot, of, a lot of those guys rest up. I imagine most players now start heading back to Salt Lake City. They have kind of the official or unofficial open gym runs starting up here in the next little bit. And we will start to see some photos, I suspect, trickle out on Instagram from their private pages of them working out at the ZBBC. But remember, coaches can't be on the floor with them, can't be helping out, but the gym is available. So – fun to have uh, that opening up for the Utah Jazz. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the proposed rule changes surrounding load management, uh, and then we will uh, break down some of your questions regarding the Utah Jazz. Oh, and by the way, we can uh, touch on this. CBS Sports released their top 100 NBA players today. How many Jazz players make the list? We'll get to that coming up next. Stick around. More Jazz Notes. Welcome back to the Jazz Notes podcast. Really quick, let's just touch on the rules change that's proposed, and I want to get into the CBS Sports ranking of the top 100 players in the NBA, which Jazz players make the list. Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania from The Athletic yesterday uh, tweeted out that the NBA Competitions Committee has recommended stricter guidelines on resting players for national television games and resting two stars in any game, home or road. This is a change from the previous rule in the NBA, which tried to dissuade teams from resting stars on the road with the assumption that if that team plays in your hometown, you can see them multiple times. But if you live in Portland 
and Kawhi and Paul George don't play, you don't get a chance to see them. Maybe ever. And I remember being a young person going to NBA games and wanting to see David Robinson or wanting to hopefully see Michael Jordan. I never saw Michael, but, you know, it was a big deal. But you could count on seeing those guys when you bought those tickets, and that truly is just not the case in the in the NBA anymore. You don't know who's going to be playing night to night. It's always a gamble when you buy the tickets, and the tickets are not getting cheaper regardless of who's playing. I'm curious how this is going to be enforced because in previous years, we'll, we'll use Kawhi Leonard as an example. The Clippers were like, okay, you can't keep just saying that he's resting or he's out for load management. And then all the Clippers did was, okay, he's out with a sore hamstring now. Yeah. So I don't know how it's going to look, but I like the idea of it to get young fans to see the players that they're trying to see when you spend however many hundred dollars on a ticket. And, and maybe it will work a little bit to start the year. Uh, the new rules proposed according to she- or to, to Adrian Wojnarowski is a $100,000 fine for the first violation, 250 for the second violation, and then third violation, a million dollars more than the previous violation. So it stacks. So you go four, five, six games, and you're paying $7 million for this. Uh, yeah, the problem is it's not enforceable. You know, they will they will ding one or two teams with 100000 or $250,000. I don't know how you say, yeah, Paul George has a stomachache. He can't play today. I don't know what to tell you. He doesn't feel well enough to play. Now, it's going to be obvious when it's the same players that keep getting sick throughout the season. But yeah, you know, you can always say a guy's rehabbing an injury. You can always say a guy has a twisted ankle. You can always say a guy has a tight hamstring. Whatever it is, there are ways to get around this. I think they're trying to put lipstick on a pig. But I don't know what you're trying to do otherwise. I don't know how to fix it. It's too bad. The only way you could really probably do it is link pay to games played. That's how you have to do it. You have to hit the players where it hurts. You say, you don't get a game check if you don't play. Hurt or not, I'm sorry. That's the rule. You have 82 opportunities to play. You get X amount of dollars on your contract if you miss games. Like maybe you you get your game check is cut in half if you don't play because you're hurt. Fine. That's what you get. That's the only way you could do it, but the NBA players will never agree to it. Uh, they're too deep in the CBA negotiations, and everyone's making money, so they're not going to enforce it too hard. They're never going to strike over something like that. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that they put this, or they're going to vote on this, in the same season that they implemented the 65-game minimum for major awards, because yep. I feel like this is they're tr- kind of trying to attempt to do the same thing here, but they haven't even seen how the 65-game minimum has played out and how that has resulted in more or less games amongst stars. They just recognize that the visual aspect of it is a problem. It is a bad optic for the NBA to have this many players resting. And it's too bad. I don't like where it is. And I think the NBA play-in tournament has actually hurt this because now you have teams that are the 10th-ranked team in your conference that win 37 games making the playoffs like the Lakers and then having an opportunity to go to the conference finals because they say we just have to have LeBron and Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves healthy. And if we have to rest them for 30 games during the regular season to get there and we only win 37 games, we still have a chance to make the playoffs. I like the play-in tournament, but that is a consequence that you're getting more players resting because truthfully, winning doesn't matter as much as it did until you get to the postseason. When I was growing up watching basketball, when a lot of fans did, you know, it's just not that type of league anymore. And there's so many games, you have room to uh, to make it up, especially with how easy it is to make the postseason now. All right, we will see how that vote goes. We can talk about that more coming up next week. This article came out today. CBS Sports ranked their top 100 players in the NBA. Uh, I'll give you the top five really quick. Spoiler alert, no jazz player makes the top five. <laughs> no surprise there. Uh, number one, according to CBS Sports, no surprise here, Nikola Jokic. Won two of the last three MVPs. Probably should have won it this year, though I understand the argument for uh, for Joel Embiid. He got better this season. Giannis Antetokounmpo comes in number two. Steph, number three. Luka, four. Kevin Durant, five. I think that's too high for KD. 
Uh, Joel Embiid, six. Tatum, seven. Devin Booker, eight. Jimmy Butler, nine. Damian Lillard, ten. How about LeBron not being in the top ten anymore? Yeah, isn't that surprising? I talked to an NBA coach before or before a game last year. Kind of off, not off the record, but I'll, I'll let them re- remain anonymous. And they just said, LeBron's getting slept on. Oh. People forget how good LeBron is, even though he's, you know, 40 years old now. Like, he's still, an average season for him is like 23, 7, and 6. Like, he's crazy still. He's not what he once was, but he's still as good as any player in the NBA on any given night. 100%. And looking at the two players above him, Shea Gilders Alexander and Damian Lillard, in my opinion, I think that he still is clearly better than those two and then when you get into the Jimmy Butler Devin Booker Jason Tatum that's where it gets a little bit rocky they could be better now but yeah it's after 15 years of being the best player in the league it's shocking to see him not in the top five or ten maybe this is a hot take if you replace LeBron on the Suns Kevin Durant you swap them spots I think I like the Suns better with LeBron and I like the Lakers worse with with KD I know how how good KD is I recognize he's such a great scorer He's got weird personality stuff. He's kind of prickly. I don't think guys want to win with him. He doesn't win a lot wherever he goes. He wins in the regular season. They lose in the postseason. Way too high for uh, for Kevin Durant, but maybe I could be eating words by the end of the season. Super talented. Let me see you win a little bit more. Oh, and by the way, Anthony Davis is 13 on this list. When AD is healthy, and like we saw in the playoffs, he's a defensive monster. He's the best defensive player in the league. Yes. Better than you know Giannis. Better than... Joel Embiid, he's a true monster when he's healthy uh, and can be as good as any player as well uh, as LeBron James. So the Lakers are, are formidable. In fact, I think the Lakers will do us officially, but Lakers might be my favorite to win the title this year. Hmm. It's a hot take, but but Lakers are they're going to be really good. I, I believe in the team that they put together. All right, Jazz players in the top 100. Enough uh, wasting time here. Coming in at number 90, Walker Kessler. Second year in the NBA already to be a top 100 player. I think that's accurate. But that's a really good sign. This is what uh, they had to say about him. Many modern bigs are expected to be able to stretch the floor with shooting, but Kessler has brought an old-school feel to the Utah Jazz as Rudy Gobert's replacement. He crashes the boards to create second-chance opportunities and is already one of the NBA's most prolific rim protectors after just one season. Kessler's offensive arsenal could use some upgrades, but he has the makings of a defensive linchpin. Agreed on the defensive linchpin. I think we're going to see some offense come around. I think he's going to be a moderate three-point shooter this year. I'm not expecting him to take a ton, but if he can knock it down with any consistency, he will get one or two opportunities a game. Uh, he doesn't have great touch, actually. I would, I, I, and I worry about his free throw shooting. He was pretty atrocious shooting free throws in the uh, FIBA World Cup. That really has to improve, and it looked like it was getting better by the end of the year. That's going to be the key for Walker Kessler. But within the next two years, I bet he's leading the league in block shots. A couple weeks ago, we were questioning who the Jazz's second best player is, and CBS is saying it is Walker Kessler. We've also talked about uh, NBA 2K rankings on this, and they've got him as the number two best player on the team. I think that's a little bit lofty for Walker, or maybe you're underrating Jordan Clarkson, John Collins coming off a bad season. I recognize that, some of the other players on this Jazz roster. But, uh, you know, Walker's gaining the respect that I think he deserves, and he could be much higher on this list by midseason. He could be a top 60 player, because I think he can be that good defensively. I think he's going to be a walking double-double this year. He could be up around 13, 11, and 3. I mean, I think he's going to block a ton of shots. Again, I think he's going to be perennially one of the league's best shot blockers. Uh, He might already be the best shot blocker in the NBA as far as like pure shot-blocking skills. Mm. He's He's pretty uniquely talented there. He's not the best defensive player, but he's pretty uniquely talented. Uh, Kessler comes in at number 90, coming in at number 41, 
Larry Markkinen. Here's what they had to say about him at CBS Sports. Markkinen finally broke through in his sixth season in the NBA and his first within Utah, earning his first All-Star selection and winning Most Improved Player. If that wasn't Mark, if if or it wasn't that Markkinen was exactly disappointing in his first five seasons after being drafted number seven overall in 2017, but it always felt like there was a ton of untapped potential just waiting to be exposed. Uh, I agree with that. I think he's going to get even better this year. I, he just, for whatever reason, he was a late bloomer. He mm. just needed something to click once he got to the Jazz, and they've built a team around him with the idea that he's got to be the man. I know some of his isolation numbers dropped off midway through the season after being really terrific to start the year, but he's just going to be even better this year going into this, this season, knowing that he's the man, knowing that he's the guy, and the Jazz making improvements around him. I think with the idea of of easing his role, making his life a little easier uh, to be a superstar. Just looking at the number forty-one, that feels a bit low. He was an All-Star starter last year, right? But when you borderline All NBA, yeah. When you look at the people above him, you have Evan Mobley, Lamelo Ball, Bradley Beal, Cat, and Darius Garland. Man, I take him over all of those guys, no question asked, no question. He's better than all those players. The Cavs would trade Darius Garland for Lowry Markkinen today. The Timberwolves would trade Carl Anthony Towns for Lowry Markkinen today. I think. They already traded Lowry once on draft night. I think they would. He's so much better than Bradley Beal. Yeah. Ugh, that's a terrible ranking. He's so much better than Bradley Beal. There's the Suns love that's going on. Yeah. And I'm gonna you know, I've got a reputation as a non Suns fan. <laughs> but he's better than LaMelo Ball. Like and I like LaMelo. LaMelo's pretty special when he's on the floor. When he's on the floor, <laughs> it's a major problem. He's never on the floor. Uh Evan Mobley has the potential. And he's pretty good. He's a great defensive player, but uh, I would take Lowry over all those guys. And going up a few more spots, at 30 we have Draymond Green, and at 29 we have Macau Bridges. Looking at Draymond, like I have I have a tremendous amount of respect for Golden State, and specifically Draymond Green. He is the glue that has holded that dynasty together yep. since 2015. But 30 feels a bit high. He's, he's in his mid-30s. Um, he's not the guy he once was. Yes, exactly. He's special, but he's not the guy he once was. And then Macau Bridges, he's a tremendous two-way player, but he's all the way at 29 after a half season with Brooklyn. You know, he was he was, definitely looked like an all-star for that second half. I don't know how I feel about that. I think Larry Markin is a top 30 player. I think he's a top 30 player as well. I put him in that conversation with the Jalen Brunsons, the Drew Holidays, the Jalen Browns of the world. Honestly, I put him in that group. I know Jalen Browns made more all-star teams, made some all-NBA teams. His inability to dribble is starting to become a major weakness for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Jaron Jackson, I, I've really got a bad taste in my mouth right now because he mm. just doesn't rebound at all. Yeah. I, I hate that about big guys. Big guys who don't rebound, I hate it. And he doesn't rebound. And I know he won Defensive Player of the Year. Buddy, you got to end defensive possessions or you're not a good defensive player. Like, we could kill Carlos Boozer for not being a great defensive player. He rebounded the ball, so he ended possessions. It's the most important thing you can do. I don't care if you block 50 shots. If you block it to the guy and he puts a layup back in, it doesn't matter. But you're there allowing... Po- Rebounds are two things. You're ending a defensive possession. You're also showing that there was a miss. And you're on the floor while teams are missing shots. Rebound the ball. It's what Walker Kessler could probably do better this year, too. And he's already almost at double digits. But he needs to become like a 12-rebound, 13-rebound a guy. He's got to get the motor for it. Looking at some former Jazz players, we have Rudy Gobert at 55. Last year he was at 29. Makes sense that he falls about that much. And then at number 16, we have Donovan Mitchell. And he was also number 16 on CBS's list last year. Got to win. Got to start winning, Don. That's your that's your issue. You got to win in the playoffs. Uh, otherwise, I think you're going to start losing some of your cachet. And, and we talked last week about how crazy his scoring outbursts were and 40 straight points in the last four games of the season. Had the 71-point game. Like, he's crazy. He is so talented. But you got to win. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. Otherwise, you're Bradley Beal. 
Don't be Bradley Beal. <laughs> Don't be Bradley Beal. So I'm hoping for Donovan Mitchell to win. Uh, any other jazz players should have been on this list? I mean, maybe Jordan Clarkson could have snuck in right around that 97, 98 range, but I think that those two being the top two makes sense. Man, the league is good. Yes. That's what I think you got to remember. The league is just really, really good right now. There's a ton of depth where, you know, Grant Williams is a good player, comes in at number 100. He and Jordan Clarkson, yeah, I would say they're probably similar type players. Contavious Caldwell-Pope was a linchpin on a finals winning team. Yep. That's a good player. Bruce Brown, same thing. Linchpin on a top or on a finals winning team. They've got Scoot Henderson at 97 on this list, by the way. Oh, that makes me want to look for where Wembenyama is. I uh, hey hey Bogey, have a Boyan Bogdanovich coming at ninety five again. The <laughs> league is great if Boyan's at number ninety five. Boyan Bogdanovich is a great basketball player. Where's Victor? Victor Wembenyama has not played a game in the NBA, but he comes in at fifty eight, no. three spots behind Rudy Gobert. No, <laughs> he's going to be good. That's just really high. Uh, yeah, that's really high. that's I really agree. high. All right. That's your top 100 list from cbssports.com. We will link to it uh, in the article here where you're listening to this. You can see the entire list for yourself. Should we hit up some mailbag questions? Let's talk about the Jazz Top 50 really quick. Let me just go over these names. We have Rich Kelly, Royce O'Neal, Raja Bell, Antoine Carr, and Tyrone Corbin. Uh, I think two real strong nostalgia names, Antoine Carr and Tyrone Corbin. Royce O'Neal, a little bit more modern. I think that's right for for Royce O'Neal. I think he belongs on this list. Yes. He's probably like the seventh or eighth best small forward in jazz history, which should probably put you in the top 50. He was a starter on some pretty good teams, really efficient offensive player, maybe a little bit overrated as a defender, but had a very tough role. I think Royce O'Neal is a good player, and I would actually think he's a better player than a guy like Tyrone Corbin, mm-hmm. uh, even though he didn't win that vote. Tyrone Corbin got some nostalgia there. Rich Kelly is underrated on this list. I didn't realize how good Rich Kelly was before I started this exercise. Crazy haircut, crazy mustache. But uh, a really good player. He was awesome. Great rebounder, speaking of which. So now that I'm in on rebounding, I would have moved Rich Kelly up to you know, 26, 25. He's probably in that conversation. All right, let's get into the mailbag. First up from Jimbo Slice, is Talon Horton Tucker the oldest looking young man you've ever seen? Shout out to Jimbo. I always appreciate his uh, outlandish questions. No, Greg Oden. Greg Oden, oh, is, Greg Oden was 19 at Ohio State and looked like he was 60. He looked like he was 60 years old. Yeah, no, no way. Greg Oden is the oldest looking person on earth. Talon actually in person, there's a couple of jazz players this year that in person look different than they do on TV. And that's not mm. always the case. A lot of guys look the same on TV uh, that they do in person. Lowry looks so different in person than he does on TV to me. Like he's kind of got this chiseled look and he does. Like he's a, he's a very handsome guy. But you see him in person like it's just like the, his face is he's got kind of some weird alignment. Like his jaw mm. leans to one side a little bit. And again, I'm not needing to criticize the way these guys look. It's not a it's not an insult. But he just looks a little different in person than I thought he looked when I have my like, you know, left brain, right brain thing of like, mm. this is what I imagine you look like and what you actually look like are a little bit different. Talon looks younger in person than he does on TV. That's 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 what I'm trying to get to. Next up from Luke, who has been the funniest person you've covered or interviewed? <sighs> funniest NBA player, funniest Utah jazz player I've ever talked to. I hate to just go recent, and maybe this is some recency bias. Walker Kessler has the best sense of humor of any jazz player I've talked to and is kind of constantly joking around. He's always got some lighthearted you know, input on whatever the situation is, and I like that. Joe Ingles, obviously, a very close second, but Joe is mean, and there's a difference. Walker doesn't have a mean bone in his body, and maybe he needs it to become a better player, but... Uh, I've never not seen him be in a good mood and funny. And even after losses, like he's down, but he can find a way to crack a joke. He's pretty good at that. 
Did you see the video of him interviewing Jokic at the NBA Finals? Yeah, exactly right. Like, he can be that guy who can stick around in the NBA for a long time and actually could probably be a pretty good analyst. You forget, like, his uncle played in the NBA, his dad played college. Uh, he's been around the league for a long time. You know, you watch the Manning cast, and those guys just grew up in the NBA or in the NFL. You kind of have an understanding of the culture when you've been around it like that. Steph Curry is funny because he's been around the culture his whole life. Uh, Clay Thompson's funny. He's been around the culture his whole life. Guys who grew up in it have a different appreciation because they knew these guys when they were kids. So they're never wowed. They never doubt that they belong. Walker Kessler's in that same group. He knows he belongs. So Walker Kessler was funny. Donovan Mitchell was really funny. He was just audacious and loud and always cracking jokes. And players loved him and liked playing with him. Uh, he was funny. Rudy was funny. You know, the the, 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 the Jazz bring in what they called, you know, good people. They want to make sure they have guys who are going to fit in well in the uh, in the community. And generally when you have good people, you have funny people and lighthearted people. And, and they've had a pretty good run of, of, of enjoyable people. I'm sure somebody's going to come to me in 10 or 15 minutes and I'm going to want to come back and re-record the podcast. But I will uh, keep that updated. Maybe next week we'll, uh, we'll touch on it again. Last from Glenn Anderson, what would be the craziest thing that could happen this season? And he says somewhat realistically, I have a good answer for this. I think that a team could potentially go from the play-in all the way to the NBA Finals and maybe win it. You saw the Lakers last year. They were a low seed. They made it all the way to the WCF. You think of the NBA. You're going yes. NBA. You're not talking jazz specifically. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I could see that. I could see the Lakers doing it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that may end up coasting in some degree in the regular season. You look at the two LA teams and maybe a team like Dallas as well, and then they could turn it on in the playoffs. I mean, the Heat did it last year. Exactly. The Heat were in the play-in. Yep. They beat the Hawks. No, they lost to the Hawks, right? Yeah, they lost to lost the Hawks. Lost the first one, beat Bulls to get in. Beat the Bulls to get in, made the finals. So, like, yeah, it, it, that that will continue to happen, and that could happen again this season. Lakers, I think, are a front-runner to do it, though. I would be surprised if they end up in the play-in. Yeah. I think the Lakers are going to be really good. For the Jazz, what's the craziest thing that could happen this season realistically? You could see another All-Star on this roster by the end of the season. But it's a, for via a trade. It is not, you know, John Collins jumps up and makes the All-Star team or Walker Kessler or Jordan makes the All-Star team. I don't see that happening. Uh, but realistically, the Jazz could acquire an All-Star this season. I'm not betting on it, but it's possible. Uh, I would also say Keontae George, Rookie of the Year. That's like that. maybe the craziest, somewhat realistic thing. First Jazz player to win it since Daryl Griffith. Uh that would be maybe my dark horse craziest thing, but it's not totally unrealistic. We've talked about how the point guard position is wide open. You know, if it's close and that beginning of the schedule is pretty tough, I mean, maybe you just throw, you know, Chris Dunn to the dogs or Taylor Horton Tucker or whatever you want to do. But Keontae George steps in 10 games into the year, 12 games into the year and plays like he did in summer league. I mean, Donovan Mitchell probably should have won it. He's a better player than Ben Simmons is. I know Ben Simmons was pretty good that year and maybe was better than Donovan Mitchell, wasn't technically a rookie. Uh, Keontae George could win Rookie of the Year. That would be my list of what's the craziest thing that could happen this season somewhat realistically. Uh, and he's he, he could be good. I'm really excited to see Bryce Sensabaugh play. By the way, I kind of had that feeling this week. I was thinking about Simone Fontecchio making it to the FIBA World Cup uh, uh, second team. I'm thinking, you know what? I mean, he probably is the favorite to get that backup wing spot. But if Bryce Sensabaugh can shoot and can try, I told you, he, he rebounds. <laughs> the theme of this podcast, <laughs> hey, I like rebounders, he rebounds. Maybe he could get on the floor. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year. That's not what I'm saying. But uh, maybe Keontae George, Rookie of the Year. We'll end the podcast there. We always appreciate your questions. Follow me at Ben's Hoops on uh, Instagram and X slash Twitter. Also on threads. You can also follow us at KSL Sports uh, on X 
and Instagram and threads at KSL Sports. Follow Chandler at Chandler Holt KSL. We'll be back with you again next Tuesday. Stick around for more Jazz Notes.